You're listening to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast, powered by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce and regional leaders like AIS. We're on it. Why should your business be a member of the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce? It's actually quite simple. The Chamber is dedicated to protecting and promoting the local business community. Our primary goals? To advance the region, help business owners network and grow, and to advocate on behalf of the business community. Joining the Chamber makes good business sense. We invite you to join the nationally recognized North Central Massachusetts Chamber today. Call 978-353-7600 or visit northcentralmass.com. Hello, my friends, hello. Hello, my friends, hello. I'm gonna sing some songs. I hope you'll sing along with me. Hello, my friends, hello. Hello, my friends, hello. We'll sing and dance around. We'll jump up and down, you'll see. We will, I promise. <laughs> hello. Friends, hello, hello, my friends, hello. I'm gonna sing some songs. I hope you'll sing along with me. Oh, won't you sing along? Oh, won't you sing along with me? Hello and welcome to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. Travis Condon, Cat Deal for another episode. Joining you on the road today at 675 Main Street in the Fitchburg Cultural Alliance building in the back when you head into the building. If you head off to the right, you're going to find Ukulele Jay's Music Studio. And Cat, who is our guest today? Well, we're very lucky because we have Ukulele Jay. We have Jody Rockman herself, owner and founder. Jody, thank you for joining us on our podcast today and welcoming us into what I will say is probably the most colorful, joyful space we've been in. Oh, thank you, Kat. And so nice to meet you, Travis. Thank and you. I'm glad you like it. And Jody, it's phenomenal. We actually were in this building a little bit before you moved in. And so we kind of saw what it used to look like. And it's amazing how quickly you were able to transform this space and really make it your own. Once I set my mind to it and I got my vision, I didn't stop until it was done and until my boyfriend said he wouldn't do anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Free labor, gotcha. Yeah. yeah. He's a carpenter, so that was lovely. He that, helped me with my, you know, shutters on the walls and little closet here. And Well, it's such a welcoming space, and I know you. that what you do is just bring joy everywhere you go. Let's jump into our questions for today because I feel like I could talk about this space and what you've done with it for all the podcasts. Thank you. But you have a real entrepreneurial background, and you have a business background. How do you translate that into opening a music studio? Well, this is something I've wanted to do for quite a while. Mm -hmm. When I first picked up the ukulele, which wasn't all that long ago, I was actually just about 45 years old, flash forward 10 years. So now you know my age, you guys do the math, but it's, it's important to know that you can learn an instrument at any age. You know, it's it's something anyone can do at any time. So I decided to do that. And once I picked up the ukulele, I realized quickly that I wanted to use it to spread joy and happiness and help people because I had played for a sick friend and she said it made her really feel a lot better. She had just had surgery. So I had an idea that I could go to nursing homes. 
and play. I didn't even know that that was an actual thing, which it is. Other people do it. I didn't invent it. <laughs> but I, I invented my business, and I called myself Ukulele J, and I started at Apple Valley in Air. That was my very first gig in 2016. It was in January, and I didn't know how it was going to go. And they sang along with me the whole time, and I was still a little, you know, new on the ukulele, but I made it happen. Flash forward, I've done almost 1,100 since then wow. of nursing home gigs. So I play a lot. <laughs> I play <laughs> and do. sing a lot and go to a lot of places. So what was it that drew you to the ukulele? Of all the different instruments out there, what made you pick up that? I always wanted to play the guitar. My older sister played the guitar, and I was very jealous of that. But every time I tried, I just couldn't see. It, it didn't work for me. Mm-hmm. Practice was a hard thing for me back then. I had a lot of interests. I used sports and all kinds of things. But I loved music always, and I was a singer. So I always wanted to play the guitar, but I didn't. And then I got busy with family life, had a son, you know, raised him, went into other types of businesses. And then just music came back into my life. I I just decided I wanted to sing again. So I started singing with some bands. And then I realized that I needed to be able to accompany myself. And the ukulele had started to reappear a little bit around here. This was back, you know, about 10 years ago. And I picked it up and realized I could learn it. I had a friend who was a teacher, and she I took lessons for about six months. And I took it from there, and I just practiced, practiced, practiced. And it has four strings as opposed to six strings. And I have small hands. So it just made more sense for me. And I, I just didn't stop. I learned to play all the songs I loved and, you know, realized I could put a good book of sing-along songs together to bring them around to the nursing homes and just went for it. Oh, that's such a great, that's such a great reason to want to play the ukulele. And I think what's also amazing, too, when you talk about moving forward, you know, 10 years, not only are you playing, but you also write originals, too. Yes. That's great. Thank you. My ukulele teacher is a very great songwriter, and she inspired me at first because as she was teaching me, I we just started writing stuff. Mm-hmm. So she taught me a few tricks on songwriting. And then I started with a group over at Rivercourt and West Groton of um, memory care um, residents there. And we were doing sing-alongs, and we decided to try a songwriting workshop. I decided to see if I could write songs with them. So I started that, not knowing if that was going to work, and it worked great. We've written about 30 songs. We have a full song book. They remember the songs they write. I, we start it like a poem, mm-hmm. and then we build it together, and then I'll build in a chorus and a melody, and then I teach it to them. And we sing it once a month. We sing all of our original songs, and they remember them, just like they remember songs of their past because mm-hmm. the part of your memory – that remembers music, isn't affected by Alzheimer's, which is amazing. So this is a great activity for folks with memory issues. So anyway, I started writing with them. And I'll tell you, once you start writing stuff, it can unleash things in you. So I just, but mainly I write kids' songs. I don't write anything real deep. Maybe I've got a few. (laughs) But um, they're just all really just fun songs. And the songs that I write with those folks are really beautiful songs. We write songs about the weather, the seasons, the holidays. We've written uh, a waltz. We've written a gospel song. We've written a Christmas song. That's amazing. Yeah. That's such a variety of, of music that you're bringing to that facility and to those people. 
we have a lot of fun with it. Yeah. I just started working with a group in assisted living there doing it. And we're writing a musical that we're going <laughs> to perform in November. I've unleashed something big with these guys. <laughs> That's so exciting. They're writing a, a whole musical. I, I've lost control of it. I'm, I'm just <laughs> part of the group now. So <laughs> That's great. I know you, you say you know, it's nothing really too serious, but when you talk about what you're able to do with the, these seniors with memory problems and even kids and how those original songs are really able to kind of shape interest in music and interest in the arts and these youth. I think those songs are just as powerful as, you know, somewhat with maybe deeper subject matter. Thank you for saying that. I appreciate that. And it, it does make a big difference. And I've noticed they, they love the songs that they write. And with the children's songs, it is almost the same exact effect. Um, the kids who have gr- joined my group, they've been listening to my songs over and over again. They're up on my website. You can click on them. And they come in with, and they know their favorite songs and they want to do the stuffed animal parade. And so it's something fun at home and pretty simple that their parents can just put on for them. And I have my book, Songtime Fun, mm-hmm. that goes along with it. That is something I self-published during covid and so that, with the recordings on my website, make a little package for the kids. And that's what led me to wanting to have a space to do that with parents and kids, have them come to me. I do it at libraries and preschools, but I'm trying to have a space where I can bring the parents in with the kids to do the program. So how often are you running that program right now? And what's involved if, if someone has children that they want to bring to this program? So I'm running it once a week right now. Wednesday mornings from 10.30 to 11.30. I have a few kids in my July to August session already signed up. I just finished a full session with that, um, and we took two weeks off. And then I'll start another session in September. There are six weeks, once a week, one hour. And it's for the parent and child, and the child can be anywhere from a baby to five, six years old. They kind of lose a little interest in the songs after that, but even seven or eight-year-olds have fun, but this is more designed for pre-K. And they can come in, we use percussion instruments, little tambourines, sticks, shakers, and we do my original songs as well as other traditional songs like the alphabet, eensy-weensy spider, things that they already might know, which is fun for them too. It's great that you're allowing, you know, very young to come in because music can be very powerful at any age. So having them come in so young, it must just bring you great joy though, to watch them and how they react to your music. Cause I know how my daughters loved music when they were little, when they were, you know, just little kids. It does. It does. They're fascinated by the ukulele and they're really just into it if you just direct them a little bit. And you've got to be very flexible with kids at that age. So, you know, if they need to do something different for a few minutes or I move very quickly through my songs and activities because we all know the attention span <laughs> is a little short at that time. Mine's not that much longer, frankly. That's why I think I'm good at doing the little songs, little activities, and then move into the next one. Your work with kids, I mean... I'm going to guess that this might have something to do with the fact that you grew up on a camp that your dad ran and your mom ran um, when you were a kid. So you were around children. And um, do I understand this correctly? You were already playing some in singing a lot back then. I was singing all the time. I did not play an instrument, but (laughs) I sang. And there was always... So there was a full-time staff there in the summer where, you know, so they were a little bit older than me, teenagers, and there was always one or two or three or four guitar players. So there was music, songs all the time. We sang at breakfast, lunch, and dinner, 
and we put on shows. And because I lived there and I was into everything, I just was into everything. So I, you know, I sang. I went down. I was a lifeguard at seven. They gave me a little pole to stand on the dock. (laughs) I just wanted to do every job in the camp. But music was huge at camp, and it made everyone happy. You know, everyone was so happy when we all sat together and sang sing-along songs. And so that's what I wanted to translate into both my program for senior citizens and for children, just to have a good time while actually getting music in your life. Absolutely. We're going to step aside for a quick break. When we come back, we'll continue our conversation with Jody Rockman, a.k.a. Ukulele J, at her music studio at 675 Main Street in the Fitchburg Cultural Alliance building right in downtown Fitchburg. The business world is more competitive than ever, and running a business has never been more challenging. The North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce is here to help with trusted resources, a strong business network, and a support system to keep your business and North Central Massachusetts moving forward. We invite you to join the nationally recognized North Central Massachusetts Chamber today. Call 978-353-7600 or visit northcentralmass.com. Welcome back to the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. Travis Condon, Cat Deal, inside Ukulele Jay's Music Studio at the Fitchburg Cultural Alliance building in downtown Fitchburg at 675 Main Street. We're chatting with owner and founder Jody Rockman. So you were talking about the seniors, and you've mentioned it a couple times, 1,100 performances, 1,100 times you've played. That's a lot, but it's a really important program, and I know that it's called the Elder Music Program. Mm -hmm. Can you talk a little more in detail about that and how that works for you and how you are contracted? Because I would assume that that's in pretty good demand to have you come out and have musicians in general come out. It is in very, very good demand. And if anyone is interested in doing that type of work, they could call me and I will give you all kinds of guidance into it because my customers are always looking for entertainers. But you do have to do it like a real business. You can't just pop yourself in and out of places and, you know, think they're going to pay you on the spot. You have to really have your ducks in a row and you have to be able to invoice them and they will book you through their activity directors. And when I first started, what I did was I went around, I I actually mailed in the mail um, a certificate, a little flyer about myself. And I said, I will come do a free sing-along so you can meet me and see if it's something that would work for your residents. Everyone took me up on that. (laughs) (laughs) So you became busy immediately. Yeah. (laughs) But everyone hired me back. So that is how I started my business. That is how I got all my customers to begin with. And 95% of those people I'm still going to now. So When you first started out, did you think the retention rate, I guess, would be that high that you would put this out there, do some free shows, and get that many callbacks? No, I did not. I did not know that it would grow the way it did. I, I didn't know. I didn't know the demand. And so I, I learned and then I, you know, I got better at my show, better at doing it, added more songs, listened to feedback, tightened it up. And right before COVID hit, I, re, you know, I was really doing a lot of shows, plus had developed my pre-K show and some library shows that are, I call songs and stories. I talk, talk about Hank Williams and Johnny Cash and different of my favorite people from the past that have interesting stories and I'll tell a little story and then do a song. I was rolling with all of that and then every, uh, we all know what happened. Mm-hmm. Everything crashed down. So, 
But it didn't totally crash for me because I kept doing Zoom shows into nursing homes that were, were able to technically handle How that. How innovative. Yeah, so I did a lot of those. And, and then when the weather was good, they were in, not in 2020 as much, but in 2021, they started to be able to do outdoor shows. So I did a lot of outdoor shows. But then coming back, it's just come back full force. So for me, I book my year in advance. My year is booked. Wow. I'm not going to say solid because I can fit people in here and there. But for all my regular customers, they want to book the whole year out. So the activity directors do their job and they book us all for the year. And I do my job and keep my calendar straight. And so I just go and I'm on the road and I go to my places. I go have a cart. I pull all my stuff in, set it up, have fun with the residents. And then I always go around at the end of every single show and shake everybody's hand if they want to shake my hand and tell them how glad I am to see them. And it's amazing how it some people who I think weren't even listening or maybe were asleep or something tell me how much they enjoyed it and thank me. And that's my favorite part of the whole thing because I talk to everybody. And then I leave. And then I do it again the next day. So I do two or three a day right now. But I want to do more in my studio. And if anyone is interested in that and coming here to the studio to, with their child, they can look on my website and get all the information about all the session dates and the cost. And I'm trying to keep the cost very low so people can afford to do that. And I know we're going to mention your website later on, but just to give um, listeners kind of an understanding, how long have you been in the Fitchburg Cultural Alliance building now? When did this studio first open up? I moved in here in January and it took me till about the middle to end of February to get the carpet installed. Mm -hmm. Once the carpet was installed, I just... One thing after the other, just set up all my artwork and stuff in here and got my acoustic panels on the walls and and was started full force advertising. My sessions started in May. That's great. Yeah. So now does a parent, um, is it a drop in or do they need to sign up in advance with you for the classes? They sign up in advance for each six week session and they'll know exactly what time to come. And they stay here with their child, obviously. And we all work as a little group. So I only like to have maybe six or seven kids in the class with parent because that's enough for this room. Mm -hmm. I want them to have room to move around. So as soon as I have more folks coming, I'll add sessions in. I can add another one on Wednesdays, and I will add Monday and Tuesday sessions. That's what I'd like to build up to. You, I know you have a very busy schedule because it took a lot for us to be able to schedule you for this. You're you're very sought after. How many senior centers are you playing in right now? Well, senior centers, I'm doing just a few nursing homes and memory care and assisted living. I have about probably 20, 25 customers Maybe 15 of them are regular customers that I go to every mm -hmm. month, um, one, two, or three times a month. Wow. And now you mentioned the reaction that you get from the seniors and those in these different centers. What's the reaction to the kids when they come in and maybe start your program on week one versus week six when they end? Well, I'm excited to see it for the second one since I've only done my first one. And I hope that, well, here's what, I have several kids that are rejoining me from my first one. So that's a good sign. And so they wanted to come back. And what I saw was, especially with one kid who was very shy and didn't want his mom to put him down, by the last couple of weeks, he was, he knew every song. He didn't need to be picked up. He trusted me and he was, he knew what was coming next. 
He knew how to handle the shakers and the sticks, and he he had more confidence. And he, this is, I'm talking about a four-year-old, so, you know, it was just really cool to see. It was really fun. That's amazing. Yeah. So That's great. So they're not just learning music. I mean, they're learning confidence. They're building skills and, and having these you know, building blocks that are going to help them as they get older. Yeah, and following directions because I sneak directions into the songs. <laughs> I have a song called Simon Says, which has you know all these things that you have to do. And I have a, actually, I could play a song for you right now. I have one called Little Ghost Boogie, which I wrote, and it's um, it's a little dance that they they do. We'd love to hear it. All right, yes. let me play a little Little Ghost Boogie for you. Have you heard the news? It's all over town. There's a brand new dance. It's really getting round. It's Little Ghost Boogie. Little Ghost Boogie. It's Little Ghost Boogie and it's fun for me and you. Just stand in place, wiggle your hips. Here's how it goes. You do it like this. Raise your hands up high and go wee. Put your hands down low and go boo. It's Little Ghost Boogie and it's fun for me and you. Halloween party, they're all doing the stance. Goblins and pirates gotta give it a chance. It's a little ghost boogie. Little ghost boogie. It's a little ghost boogie and it's fun for me and you. Here we go. Stand in place, wiggle your hips. Here's how it goes. You do it like this. Raise your hands up high and go wee. Put your hands down low and go boo. It's a little ghost boogie and it's fun for me and you. It's a little ghost boogie and it's fun for me and you. You heard it here. Little Ghost Boogie, Ukulele J, Jody Rockman here on the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast. Travis Conn and Cat Deals. We continue our conversation and we've talked about the different work that you do with kids and with seniors, but you're actually also available for private functions as well. Oh, absolutely. Tell us about that and then we're going to find out all about how we can get in touch with you. Well, like a lot of us musicians who like to play in front of people, I'll play in front of anybody. Just hire me. I'll play for you. (laughs) I have a lot of songs. Like, I have a lot of different songbooks. So for my contemporary stuff, for me, is more like Grateful Dead, Creedence Clearwater Revival. I play a lot of classic rock and classic country music. So if someone was having a party, you know, that they wanted that type of music, I could go play that. I could also do a retirement party or something for, you know, that's more fits into my, you know, my sing-along songbook, we'll call it. And then if it's a kid's party, I can bring my my kid's show. And if you wanted a special show like a Johnny Cash or a Hank Williams or something like that, I've already got those, but I, I could also design something special if you had, like, different sing-along songs you wanted. I would learn them for your sing-along. Wow. I, I'm flexible. Yeah, you are. Now, what's your favorite place or type of function that you've played? If you had to think of one of your gigs out of the 1,100 or so, <laughs> is there one that really sticks out that really made an impression on you? Well, you can't tell all the other ones because they're not going to We won't tell like anybody, Joey. Okay. We'll tell It'll no be one. our secret. Because I do secret. have a group that I love more than anything in the whole world. And they're, they're, they're over in Concord. It's at a place called Care One in Concord, Mass. And they are a big group, and I go in, and I they bring the memory care people down downstairs, and they bring them with the assisted living, and it's a nice big group, and they are the most enthusiastic music lovers. They have favorite songs of mine. They, you know, they request things, and they sing, and I hand out tambourines, and they play along, and they never want me to leave. They, you know, they just make me feel so loved. 
And I mean, I just leave it all on the floor there. I, I give them all I got. And I'm usually there like in the late afternoon on a Friday. So sometimes it's my last gig of the week. So I just really have a good time there. However, I do enjoy so many of them and have so many favorite people and just people that I love in all of the places I go to. That makes it a lot of fun for me. That's excellent. And if listeners right now want to get in touch with you about maybe bring you out to a private function, if they know of a care facility that could use your playing, or if they've got children and they want to bring them out or check out your book, what's the best way for them to get in touch with you? Yeah, they, they can go to ukulelej.com, which is my website. They can email me at, I think it's jody at ukulelej.com. Check my website. <laughs> That's my new email. I have a whole new website and email, but also my name, Jody Rockman at gmail.com. And you can call me. It's 978-869-2685 and any of those ways. Jody, thank you so much for letting us here today. Um, I just, if you haven't been here and you haven't been to Fitchburg Cultural Alliance, I highly recommend coming down and checking out the space. Check out the art that is also here. But there is a gem in the back corner, and her name is Ukulele J, and you need to come and introduce yourself. Thank you, Kat and Travis. And if I could just say quickly, if you're around for the Fitchburg Downtown Block Party, we'll be open here at the studios. I will be here playing music the whole time and showing off my art and selling it. And everybody here in the studios will be around and just really happy to see folks if you can make it by and say hello. Excellent. Well, Jody, thank you so much for being a part of the program today. And if you want to play something as we go, you're more than welcome we, to. Yeah. And we will be back with another episode of the Inside North Central Massachusetts podcast next week. Thank you so much, Travis and Kat. All right. Well, here's a little of my song, Simon Says. Simon says, put your hands on your head. Simon says, touch your knees instead. Simon says, spin around. Simon says, sit down on the ground. Simon says, stand back up. Simon says, quack like it a quack, 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 quack. Simon says, put your hands up high. Simon says, wave up to the sky. You've been listening to Inside North Central Massachusetts. This podcast is produced by the North Central Massachusetts Chamber of Commerce. For more information on this episode, links to other episodes, or if you have any questions, please visit northcentralmass.com.